0: Welcome to this podcast by The Rocks Church. We hope you find it challenging and inspiring. For more information, visit therocks.church.
1: Of the year, if not the most favorite Sunday of the year, because this Sunday, today, we get to not only talk the talk, but we get to walk the walk. We can let our community know what it means for us to be followers of Jesus Christ. This is the fifth year that we've been doing Be Rich, and I I, I can't get more excited every year, every time we do this, all right? And this year, I thought we're gonna do something different. I want you to listen straight from the horse's mouth where your money actually goes. So one of our newest partners, this year for Be Rich is the Convoy of Hope. And we have the privilege of having Joel Abel, the Oceanic Ministry, Oceanic Director for the Convoy of Hope, who's gonna uh, uh, tell us more about Convoy a little bit more. But before that, I want us to watch what the Convoy of Hope is doing all around the world, especially here in Australia. More than
2: 400 people are missing in our state's far north.
1: raging on overnight causing chaos in the territory. The was coming up. There was three feet of water. People they need food and water. It's devastating. Maybe midnight or midday. Never early, never late. He gon' stand by what he claimed. Lived enough life to save. I heard your heart. I see. Amazing. Let's welcome to the stage, Joel LaBelle. Welcome, Joel. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Now, Joel lives in the Gold Coast. You live in the Gold Coast and... On the East Coast. On the East Coast. All right. So, what do you think about the West Coast?
2: The West Coast is the best coast.
1: Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Did I get that right? You got yeah. it right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Unless you're watching online, then maybe the other coast <laughs>
1: is good too. <laughs> All right, Joel. We are. Thanks for having me
2: today. It's oh, so you're special welcome. To be here. You're welcome.
1: We are so happy and privileged to be able to formally partner with Convoy of Hope. We're but over friends. the years, we've been sending our money to the different places through Convoy because we trust. And your organization, uh, every year, it's been listed as one of the top 50 not-for-profit organizations by Forbes magazine as the most efficient, the most reliable, integrous, and and all that wonderful stuff. That's why we trust trust you. But uh, maybe before we continue to talk about the Convoy of Hope, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about probably a, a pivotal moment in your journey with the Convoy of Hope that has impacted you.
2: Well, we get to see some pretty horrific situations, obviously. Um, We're out in the community, and it's not just disaster services. That's what we're mainly known for, but we do all kinds of things around the world. Uh, But one of the most pivotal recently would have been uh, the floods that happened in northern New South Wales last year, beginning of last year. And stories like this, there are so many I could talk about, but this one particular one, I was driving around the corner with some of the church folk, and... I saw a mother and a father walking out from the house coming towards the street with two uh, young adult daughters and their faces were just pale and uh, no expression. And I stopped and we we said, are you okay? Is everything all right? And this was like days of the flood just going down. And they started to tell about the story. How they were trapped inside their house they climbed up into the roof as the flood waters came up first story into the second story they went up into the attic of a two-story house and they ended up having to get their kids out and floated them across they floated across the street to a neighbor um, and then for the next 48 hours two nights sleep didn't know where their kids were Wow, didn't even know if they were alive and the mother had slipped out through, a, through the top of the roof and she was gone. The husband's now by himself. He's climbed into another factory into a roof and waited. So for two sleeps, this entire family did not know whether each of them were still alive and they finally reconnect together. Wow. And I see them two days later, visiting their house that's been destroyed. That's and crazy. It's the church that's there. So I'm there with some church folk and we're able to connect and it's right there that you start to realize love walks out across the road. It walks down the street. It asks, are you okay? And it's in those moments that you realize
1: God is here, He's because with us. sometimes you read about all these disasters and they're just numbers to us. We don't remember that there are real people There's millions of them. Struggling, millions of There's them. There's
2: millions of them. There are so many stories wow. of hurting people.
1: So on that note, Joel, uh, the name Convoy of Hope. So what does hope means to you as you you know in your context of working for the convoy of Hope and how do you extend that hope for the millions that are suffering
2: yeah well I think you know the Bible talks about hope being the anchor of our soul and if you think about just the visual that that gives us Mm. you think about a boat trapped somewhere in the water and you you need an anchor down to be able to stop it from moving around and being you know just by by the storms and so if, if Christ himself is the anchor point and then the rope is hope Then it's our kindness towards people that connects the anchor. So when we're not being kind, we there's no rope to the anchor. Wow. Yeah. So it's we are the rope that connects people to Christ. So hope looks like including people, accepting people, it's um, being kind, it's it's a smile, it could be a hug and embrace, it could be a handshake, it could be some financial assistance, it's being attentive and curious in community. So if you're in a supermarket line and you hear of somebody and you can see on their face that they're in trouble paying their bill, it's offering to come to the party, it's offering to serve, to help, to do those things, that's hope. Yeah. It's, it's like God is trying to reach people in need, and He does it through us. And so It
1: doesn't have to be complicated, right? It's just very simple. do what you can for simple people around you. Love simply. Uh, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, what's the story of the Convoy of Hope? Where does it start, and why Australia?
2: Yeah, so it started 30 years ago in uh, the West Coast of America, in California. And it started just with food parcels out of the back of a pickup truck, and it's grown... Uh, enormously since then. We are in 37 different countries around the world and doing all kinds of things. Disaster response is only one. And so we do children's feeding programs and women's empowerment programs and farmer training and rural initiatives and really helping out amongst communities all over the world. And so why Australia is because this is the ring of fire. You get Indonesia, Australia, New Zealand, Pacific Islands is where a lot of the natural disasters occur. Mm. And to try and respond from mainland America to here takes a long time. By the time you get resources on a shipping container to here to help, Mm. everybody's like, what disaster? Oh, that was a couple of years ago. It takes that long to get here. Mm. So we set up operation here in order to reach the needs here and to
1: empower local churches to engage with their communities. That's so good. So in light of that and also the call that we have as Christians to Mm. preach the gospel. So how do you see the gospel being related to community transformation?
2: I think if the gospel is, if the gospel changes us, it changes lives personally. So Jesus said in John 10.10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy from us, but I've come that you might have life and life to the full. And that word life, sozo, is holistic life. It's not just forgiveness of sins, which is the most important. It's also body, soul and spirit. It's it's a holistic life. God wants to restore us completely. And so you put a a Christ-centered, Bible-believing church in a community. What should happen is the community feels the benefit of people who love. God's love is here in us. And because there's more of us together, people who don't even know God, people who don't go to church yet, they should feel the sense of God's love in the community. So the gospel has its way
1: through lives as we rub shoulders in the community. That's, that's amazing. And that brings me, because I'm mindful of the time, I wish I could talk to you all day, but um, one last question to you. Um, you were a pastor for many, many years. In case you don't know, uh, Joe Bell used to be the senior pastor of a tiny little church in Australia called Hillsong. And um, <laughs> so, if you could have a magic button that you can press that would change all the churches in Australia, I'm not just talking about one church, I'm mm. talking about their church in Australia yeah. that I know is in decline right now in popularity and all that. So if you could change one thing about the church in Australia, what would that be?
2: Oh, that's such a big question, Daniel. I think um, I think about all our years at Hillsong and what we did, it was so beautiful and I think in many ways, lots of churches around Australia, around the world have become like petrol stations where people You know, we we just come to get filled up. We come Mm. to, um, you know, we live empty all week and we come here to get filled up. And so if our, we get, we complain about the long lines, we complain if our favourite fuel's not on today, um, you know, all those types of things. And so there's, you've got leadership that just, you know, thinks we're up here to do what we do and people are out there to try and get. And I think there was a magic button, it would be separating the gap between stage and seats so that we're all more one and it would be separating the line between church and community so that it just bleeds and it's hard to know i think church for so often has become a place you go to instead of a people you experience yeah wow and it would be wonderful like right now i think about what we're we're responding to israel and what's happening in the middle east and all those types of things there are people everywhere around the world that need to know there are people who will love you no matter what. That's good. No matter what your background, what your religion, what your gender, what what your preference is, God loves you, so I love you. And if we can separate those walls of hostility, it'll be a new day.
1: Wow, that's amazing. That's a good answer. (laughs) Basically, what you're saying is we need to be less of a consumer and come to just be filled and and get the blessing, but instead we need to be out there. I think it's it's
2: so easy to wake up Empty, and so you come to church to get filled. Yeah, but if you realize that Christ in us is the hope of glory, then we wake up full every day, not just Sunday, we wake up full every day. And if we are empty, we ask Him to fill us. Mm -hmm. So when I come to church on a Sunday, because I'm already full before I got here, because I spent time with the Lord before I got here, when I get here, my job is to pour myself out and serve you. And so tomorrow, wake up, and if you are empty, ask Him to fill you. Why? So that you can. Pour yourself out that's tomorrow, so and Tuesday, and Wednesday. May church be every day of the week,
1: not just Sunday. Not just Sunday. Man, that's fantastic. God. All right. Any last comment for the people of the Rocks before I let you go? Oh,
2: look, I would just love to say thank you so much to all of you. You've been so generous. You know, over the, the last couple of years, uh, through your generosity, we've been able to respond to lots of different disasters. And those stories I'm talking about are your stories. You're part of those. And whether it's what's happening right now in the Middle East or if it's what's um, about to happen tomorrow or if it's any of our engagement programs that we're doing, we're just so grateful for what you've already done and we're so grateful for your official partnership with Convoy of Hope, so thank you.
1: That's amazing. Jola Bell, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. So, this is what we're gonna do. For the next few weeks, we're gonna give, serve and love. This is the first week, this is the give week. Be rich is our opportunity to remind ourselves, to remind our community that we love them, all right? And that they matter to God. Everybody matters to God whether or not God matters to them. That's what we want to remind our community, that we are here not against them, but we are here for them. Now, why do we call it Be Rich? That's almost offensive. Uh, Like I said, we're not telling people how to get rich, but we want to tell people how they can be rich. And we get this phrase from a letter written by the apostle Paul to his young protege called Timothy who was at the time was pastoring a church in a city called Ephesus. And Paul was writing to his protege Timothy to remind his congregation, especially those who are wealthy, those who are rich, to use their wealth to bless other people. And this is exactly what Paul wrote. Paul says, command those who are rich in this present world. Now, that is all of us. That is you, that is me. I read somewhere that if you earn more than 40000 a year, you are in the top 10% of the richest people in the world. And the reason why I believe Paul uses the term command those who are rich in this present world, it's just to remind them, it's kind of like a sling to remind them, hey, just because you are rich in this present world, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will be rich in the world to come. Unless you do what Jesus says, which is like store for yourself treasures in heaven, your riches will only last you in this last time. So that's lifetime. That's why Paul says, command those who are rich in this present world, and that is all of us today, command them to what? to do good because our tendency is not to do good we because of sin our gravitational pull is always towards selfishness unless you have it in check all the time you know we're going to be more and more selfish that's why paul says command them to do good because it's not our tendency to do good and to be rich. That's where we get the phrase from, to be rich in good deeds, in in generosity, in our willingness to share. And that's what we are reminding ourselves to do every single year. And for that reason, we don't set a financial goal per se, because I believe being rich is an attitude of the heart. It's not so much do rich, but be rich, so it has to come from within. So instead, what we have is participation goal. And every year our participation goal is the same. It's 100 percent participation. So today, I want every single one of you man, woman, young, old, student, every one of you, I want you to participate 100 uh, percent. How? By giving50 dollars per person. All right, $50 per person is a suggestion. I know for some of you, $50 means nothing to you. You can add another zero to that 50 and make it 500. And it still means nothing for some of you. Maybe you want to add two zeros to that number and that's fine. And every year we, we always have people who give $500, give more than $50. But we're suggesting everybody to give $50 per person. And this is the beauty. This is the best part. We're going to give 100% of it away. Every single cent will be given to our partners, to the best not-for-profit organizations in our community and in Australia, as you have heard from Joel, through Convoy of Hope uh, and other organizations. We're going to give 100% of it away, and it's not an exaggeration, it is literally 100%. Not even the balloons you see outside, not even the t-shirts that we wear will be taken from your money today. That comes from the church budget, all right? And, and Convoy of Hope is just one of the partners that we have this year. We have other partners that I want to, you know, let you know as well. And one of them is the Pregnancy Problem House. We've been partnering with them for so many years and we, we literally love what they do. They're doing something special, something that not many people do in their space. And Michelle McCormick, the, the Executive director, I don't know what your role is, CEO of the Pregnancy Problem House, is here with us. And I want to invite Michelle to also come to the stage to share with us. Let's welcome Michelle. Michelle, welcome to the rocks. So good to have you you here. Thank you. And I know our time is limited, but I want to ask you the same question as Joel, because this is, we forget that sometimes when we do all these things, Actually, a lot of what we do is very personal, right? It's yeah. not just numbers that we talk about, it's not just statistics. So, what has been um, one of the most impactful moments for you in your journey with, with the Pregnancy Problem House?
0: It's a, it, journey is a good, a good word, because it is a constant journey, and every moment that I'm reminded that faith as small as a mustard seed yeah. can produce miracles, Uh, Every time we realise that we are working in a space that is so full of anger and hurt and um, heavy opinions and to be a place of grace and mercy in that space, what a privilege that is. Um, so there are big moments where we see babies born and lives transformed and relationships saved and women get to safety and and we see them go on to have heavy, healthy, happy lives and and welcome the children into well into healthy families. But um, I'd say from a leadership perspective, um, God's really been reminding me the last few weeks what a privilege it is as well to create a space where people who love Christ and who want to reflect his values in our local community, to provide a space where people who are genuinely in trouble, who are genuinely hurting, come to us and, and to walk on a journey of trust with them. Uh, ...to really speak into their lives and sometimes it's just that cup of tea. We do do miraculous things, we see things, the stories you wouldn't believe half of them if I could tell you... ...of enormous contributions that we're able to make into people's lives... ...that just seem above and beyond anything that you could imagine. But I never ever forget that even just that moment of one gracious, kind, compassionate woman... ...sitting with another woman who is in despair and fear and just to sit and have a couple with her and, and allow her to cry and allow her to be heard, allow her to be valued, um, and allow her to then to rise above the fear and above the abuse and above the abandonment and to feel wow. connected and restored. And then that flows down to her child, it flows on to her family, it grows through her community. Wow. So, um, so many so many things I'm grateful for, but I'm grateful for the privilege of this
1: work. Yeah. Um, and, and you have literally impacted not just the lives of these young women and their families, but also the babies that otherwise would not have been born because they would have been terminated or aborted, yeah. and, and that would be... Um, a tragedy, yeah. I'm seeing that happening every day and, and, and not yeah. being able to do anything about it, but you are doing something about it. So rather than just believing Michelle for her word, uh, I trust Michelle with all my heart, but I want you to read some of the amazing testimonies that, that the clients of Pregnancy Problem have. So I, w- I have a couple here from Bell, 17 years old, finding out I was pregnant was my worst nightmare. I had dropped out of school, was starting a new job, and was in a very unhealthy relationship. A friend of mine had been helped by Pregnancy Problem House the year before, so mom took me there for help, and she continues. As soon as I walked in, I was met with, a, with smiling faces and a peaceful environment. I've been to your environment, it's amazingly uh, well, you know, well decked out and peaceful and with music. During my counseling sessions, they explained how they could help me, they com- comforted me and told me everything that was going on, that everything was going to be okay. For the first time in this mess, I had hope. How about that, hey? Without their help, I don't know what I would have done. I'll be forever grateful. And one more testimony from Danielle. I wasn't very happy to find out I was pregnant. In fact, I wasn't happy at all. I spent every night in tears. Sure, my family family, uh, would die of the shame I would bring on them. I felt like a trapped animal, as if I had no choice. I had all the practical problems. I had no Medicare, no house, no family nearby. I was desperate. So I began to speak to a few of my friends and one of them told me about Pregnancy Problem House and the incredible support they give. They were so helpful, generous, exactly what I needed. How about those stories, Michelle? Those are the stories that keep you going, yeah? I think so,
0: although I think, God is gracious and everything we do is an act of obedience. Yeah. So whether we that even so don't know what the end of the story is, we actually trust that every glass of water, um, every smile, every, every act of kindness is, is done in obedience. But what a privilege to do that. And wow. thank you. Thank you, The Rocks. Thank you. This, is, this will be the third year you guys have partnered with yeah. us. And we're just incredibly grateful that, that you choose us and that we can provide a, a conduit in our local community where you can come and serve and be generous, and and obey to love our neighbours ourselves.
1: Yeah. Tell them, you have 30 seconds. Tell them, <laughs> tell them what you told me, what is exciting that's happening oh, at, at all, the exciting yeah, all the
0: yeah. exciting things, all the exciting things. Our big vision is to put a, a PPH every 30 minutes around the Perth metro area and in every regional hub. I've just actually just come wow. back from a week in Kalgoorlie. Uh, but we are, we've been looking for a long time for something that, um, for a, 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 an appropriate space, um, somewhere around the sort of city of Coburn, Melville area, which is exciting because at the moment we're in Langford in Balcatta. Um, and God's going to do a miracle. We need an awful lot of money to come in in the next three weeks. But He's He's doing that. And uh, we just want to thank you that you guys, the timing of this so let me is explain, amazing. Let me
1: explain to you So you bought a place. We, you need to come up with we the leased deposit. A place,
0: we put an offer on a place with a short-term lease in faith that by the time the lease is up, which is in early December, that we will have raised the deposit so that we can keep it. So we've actually already seen clients there in faith um, and are grateful for a seller that's given us that that grace period yeah. um, to be able to commence services in the area. So. Well, we, yeah.
1: we're believing with you that yeah. you're going to be able to raise the deposit to buy that place. Thank you. And we... Hope and we pray that what we contribute to you through Be rich will help you toward
0: absolutely uh,
1: thank you making that deposit all right let 's give a hand to Michelle, everybody. Thank you so much Michelle. Wow so so you heard from Joel, you heard from Michelle. unfortunately, we can 't have every one of our partners here, but let me just quickly explain to you the two other partners that we 're going to support this year, and one of them is Ebenezer corporation, Aboriginal corporation. They provide accommodation and vocational training support f- support for at-risk youth and families, in-home parenting support for Aboriginal families, and prepares and support incarcerated Aboriginal men via the impact program. And the money that we're gonna give them will help toward providing the furnitures that they need for the new space that we contributed last year that we gave uh, to them. So that's an amazing organization. And finally, we have, Uh, The next uh, organization, which is Lilia Haven, which is actually related to the crew that we always support every year as well. Uh, they provide transitional accommodation for women focusing on homeless women who are pregnant or have recently given birth. So kind of related to pregnant problem house, pregnancy problem house, maybe the next stage, which is amazing as well. So that's where our Be Rich Giving will go to this year. It's amazing. And this is what we have called We have been called to be as followers of Jesus Christ. Yeah? We're gonna put our uh, money where our mouth is. We're gonna put our faith into action this year. And so, here's what I want you to do. All right? I want you to take your mobile device right now. Okay? I want you to scan this QR code right now. I don't want you to delay. I don't want you to wait until this afternoon because you might forget. Uh, Right now, prayerfully ask God to lay an amount in your heart but we suggest $50 per person you can go to the rocks.info and at the very top tab you would see Be Rich 2023 or to get there quicker you just scan the QR code and so if everybody gives $50 per person today alright We have about 800 people in our community here. Uh, We would have raised around 40,000, which we raise every year. And I'm believing this year is going to be our best year yet. I know interest rate is going high. People think there's no way we're going to meet our, you know, 100% participation target. But I'm believing together with you, whatever you can do, I'm telling you. It's not going to be a waste of your time it's not going to be a waste of money it's going to be so worthwhile because your money will literally go to the places that we could not have visited as a church and that's why as the body of christ we need to partner together see the church exists not in isolation but together we are the church pregnancy problem house is the church Convoy of Hope is the church, and we love to be able to partner with them. And thanks to your generosity, we'll be able to do just that. All right? Cool. Can I give you a bit more time? If you have any question uh, at all, there'll be people outside wearing this T-shirt. Please make sure you go and speak to uh, some of them if you have any questions and if you want to give the old-fashioned way by cash you would have seen some envelopes on your seats as well so please grab one of those envelopes and put them on the back wall there's an offering box in each of the side of the back wall so you can place the your offering there and I'm excited I'm excited to see what God is gonna do through our generosity. I'm excited to hear all the wonderful stories. Uh, This is like, like I said, the best time of the year for us as a church to be able to do this with our partners. Amen. Thank you for listening
0: to this podcast. For more great resources and to keep yourself up to date, head to our website,
1: visit therocks.church.